This is the Dallas Morning News. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor, Aaron Bookie, and this week we thought it would be a slow holiday time, but nope, this is Dallas, and that means there are tons of hot new restaurants to talk about. From some big name sushi omakase spots to barbecue expansions and the return of a ladies who lunch favorite. We'll all share our favorite low-key, borderline trashy comfort meals, those dishes we make just for us when we don't have to cook for anyone else. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food, like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest food and restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Later, we'll share our favorite easy comfort meals. But first, we're discussing the latest restaurant news with food reporters Sarah Blaskovich, Claire Baller, and Imelda Garcia. Claire, you've written about a few new cool restaurants happening right now, right? I have. There have been quite a few new openings announced. One is Nando's Piri Piri. Mm-hmm. And this is a South African restaurant that opened in the 80s, but oh. it is just now making its way into Texas. Its first Texas location opened in Houston in August, and its first North Texas location is opening December 11th in Addison at Village on the Parkway. Oh, wow. This place is known for its spicy char-grilled chicken and fries and you pick your spice level and the sauce that you want on it. And um, it's been a huge hit around the world. And now we're going to have one here. Anybody who really loves condiments should also know that Nando's has all these different spices you can find in the restaurant, but you can also buy them in grocery stores and on Amazon. And I wasn't super familiar with Nando's, although I knew it was coming. And I got to try like in little ramekins, a bunch of the different sauces, which like condiment nation, I hope you're listening because yes. it was so fun. I am president. <laughs> That's right. I am but a lowly servant, <laughs> though I love a condiment as well. Um, they make spicy mayo because most of their sauces are more of a glaze, mm-hmm. I would call mm-hmm. them, but they make several mayos that I love. Did you have a favorite? Mm. It's the spicy paranaise, which is uh, like a mayonnaise oh, okay. uh, twist. And then uh, in terms of the regular sauces, I liked the medium the best. They have several levels of heat and I really mm-hmm. love spice, but the very spicy was a little bit of a blowout to your palate. I feel like I thought the medium was kind of perfect. Is it uh, like roasted chicken? Yeah, it's it's char grilled. So it's, oh, okay. it's done over an open flame. Oh, so wow. you get that really charry kind of crispy mm. um, chicken and they serve like all different parts of the chicken. So you can get wings, legs, chicken breast. And I also like that it's a fast casual ish mm-hmm. spot. So it's very accessible. You can go in and like order and sit on a patio. And then there's also Heim opening. I think 
probably most people are, are now familiar with Heim Barbecue. Uh, this is a barbecue restaurant that actually started as a food truck in Fort Worth and now has several locations around DFW, one of which is in Dallas across from Love Field. If you have ever flown out of Love Field in the past few years, you have seen this place. And they uh, just announced that they opened a new location in Burleson. It opened on December 2nd. This spot is known for their bacon burnt ends, which Sarah, you have written about. Oh my gosh. I've also eaten them. Oh, more than a dozen times. I just, these are barbecue dreams. Have you ever made them? Oh no. And I love this question because I think that I would do them less good and I can't try. My father-in-law like made it his mission to make them after Uh having them at Heim. And actually has gotten it pretty I, good. He's gotten it pretty I don't stuff. think they would be impossible to make at all. But their bacon burnt ends are like little orbs of pork belly. So mm-hmm. lots of fat with sugar glazed on the outside. I wow. do remember the first time I had these. I was out at the Fort Worth Food Festival years ago. And I got like one of those little paper boats with a couple of these things on them. My husband and I each grabbed one out of their sticky fingers and all and ate one. And then we were like, whoa, what was that? I never had anything like it. And then like we went back. <laughs> I was like, is that again? Can we have more of those? <laughs> While we're listing new restaurants, I have another one people should know about. Many of us know Matt McAllister, who had Homewood and FT33, two of the better restaurants in town, run by a chef that people seem to really love his food. He has resurfaced in West Village in Dallas at a modern Mexican restaurant casual-ish, I think. It's called Una Vida, and they have some healthy stuff and some non-healthy stuff. He has partnered with the big Dallas restaurant group that operates Snuffers and El Phoenix and Twisted Root and several other long mainstay Dallas brands that this company has kind of scooped up. Hmm. And Una Vida is the latest. It's in the old Taco Diner in West Village, if anybody remembers where that was. Also, Sarah, there are some new sushi spots on the scene. These, to me, are special occasion restaurants. It is $165 per person (laughs) to go to these sushi restaurants. And I, I know that is so much. So there are two omakase restaurants that are worth mentioning. They were both, interestingly, started by the same person. Mm. A chef from LA named Philip Franklin Lee started one of these and has expanded it, then sold it to a private equity group and started another one similarly. So let's just put names on them. There's Sushi Bar and then there's Sushi by Scratch. They are now operated by different groups, but they essentially do similar dinner services, which is 17 courses of raw fish. Like I mentioned, $165 a person and usually 10 or 12 seats only in the room. So tiny, curated, special, expensive. Why is this so expensive? I mean, for raw fish? (laughs) Yes, it is a really fascinating experience for those who love raw fish and a special occasion restaurant. Mm. Each course is painted with some kind of sauce that they've made in-house. It's all very thoughtful, cool food. And you would think that maybe 17 courses is too much food, but because they're single bites and there's no silverware, when the piece of fish is put in front of you, you are told to pick it up with your hands and eat it immediately. Mm. And usually all in one bite, right? That's right. Couple of chews and it's gone. Yep, shove it in your mouth. Yes, now they... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yes, Uh, and it's actually fast-paced. If anybody has ever been to a many-course restaurant where you feel like you're going to leave tomorrow, this isn't like that at all. 17 courses come in about an hour and a half, so you are talking to the chefs while they're preparing your food, and you're picking up and eating every couple of minutes. So the Sushi by Scratch one is kind of like a pop-up. 
In the Adolphus, right? Yes, great question. So yeah, let's talk about where they both are. Okay. Both in downtown Dallas. Sushi by Scratch is in an eighth floor hotel room at the Adolphus. That's so crazy. Okay. In the hotel room. There's no bed in the room anymore, okay. if anybody wants to know that. <laughs> is it like a small, normal size hotel room or like a suite? It's a suite, but it's not the presidential suite. Okay. There are two rooms, one for cocktails and one with food in it. Okay. And a bathroom in the middle. That seems tight. Oh. It's small. And it's meant to be small. And he said it's one of the larger ones. Oh, wow. Welcome to Dallas, where a very small pop-up in a hotel room is somehow bigger than right. the ones in L.A. Right. Wow. And the other restaurant, Sushi Bar, is in a basement, also in downtown Dallas, on oh. Commerce Street. If anybody knows where National Anthem and Brass Ram are in that very cool triangular historic building, Sushi Bar is underneath it and right next door. These are very expensive restaurants. The omakase is definitely a little bit of a moment here in Dallas, but there are other options for sushi, right? If you don't want to spend this much money or wait very long to get a seat. Yes, there are many wonderful sushi restaurants in this town and not all expensive, not all hard to get reservations or seats for. One perfect example is Kayo, a new restaurant on Greenville Avenue. It is a sibling to Shoyo, also on Greenville, which is one of these omakase restaurants. It's a higher end expensive many course restaurant. You just want to go and get some great raw fish and a cool cocktail, head, you know, half a block that way on Greenville where Cayo just opened and you can get a much smaller menu for a much smaller price tag. And many people think just as good food, just different. I feel like we need a sushi family tree or like genealogy <laughs> yeah. map. This is like the Tex-Mex tree, but for sushi. Yes. yes. Yeah. And speaking of Tex-Mex, I just want to know who has the best sushi tacos here. Oh, Ooh, I can yeah. say that at Cayo, they have sushi pizza. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not sushi taco, but it's on a crispy <gasps> tortilla. I never heard of sushi hmm. pizza before. And what's a sushi taco? Is that taco of sushi? Is it kind of like a ceviche kind of? Yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. Okay. Well, no, actually, it's it's a sushi roll in a taco. Oh. So yeah. Are it, we talking crispy taco? No, it's huh? from Baja, California. I think we've talked about yeah. how we need more Baja style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food here. I bet they'd cost less than one hundred sixty-five dollars a person mm. too. And Sarah, another kind of pricey spot just opened or reopened. Mirador has taken a long winter's nap for four years. <laughs> Perhaps she was just getting a little extra boat. Talks. Mirador has reopened for the first time since March 2020. Wow. It's at the top of 4510, a high end, beautiful boutique in downtown Dallas. It always was a ladies who lunch spot, but it wasn't right during the pandemic. You have to go through a public shopping area to right. get to it. Its owners knew that it needed to take a break while we got through the pandemic. But during that break, like I joked about before, they redesigned the whole place. So it's even more beautiful than it was before, has some of the same dishes that people loved and a couple of new ones. It is only open at lunch, notably. This is very rare. I kind of like that. And I also have always liked this restaurant because it makes you feel like you're in a real cosmopolitan city, like eating in a restaurant on top of a department store. Yeah, and it's this beautiful jewel box up there. You know, you are in the penthouse of a building looking out at the rest of the city. I love it. If anybody wants a sort of higher end spot for friends at lunch, Mirador is back. Thanks ladies. Next up, what do we cook when we need something easy and comforting? That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. 
If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. If you whipped up a great spread for Thanksgiving and have big cooking plans for Christmas, then like us, you're probably a bit tired in between the holidays. I am. So what do you make when you're tired, alone, (laughs) and want a cozy bowl of comfort? Sometimes I want pasta. Sometimes we grab like our favorite rotisserie chicken. What do you guys do? Sarah, do you have some trashy meal ideas for us? I sure do. And I just want to say that the word cooking is going to be a stretch for my garbage food. Okay. So then my favorite thing about feeding myself when no one is looking is often very little or no cooking at all, even though there's plenty of eating. Excellent. It's a box of Mac for sure is where I love to go. And I told you guys this in secret that I really love hard boiled eggs sliced up in the egg slicer in my macaroni and cheese, my boxed macaroni and cheese. I like Kraft macaroni and cheese, but I'm interested now in goodles. Have we had these? Mm -hmm. Perhaps the pronunciation is goodles because it (laughs) rhymes with noodles, but that feels wrong. (laughs) But they make a bunch of cool flavors like a cacio e pepe and they have a a mac with hatch chili. Now we're still talking powdered seasoning that goes in the mac. So this ain't fancy. Right. But I love, I love that. The other thing I do when I'm just feeding myself and no one is looking is I will go in our fridge and grab every dip that exists in there Mm -hmm. and maybe Mm -hmm. even a mustard, certainly some donia, and then grab a carb and or vegetables, depends on what's in the house. And I set them in front of me and it just go from dip to dip to dip and back. Oh my God. (laughs) That's it. I love this. And you probably did this before Only Murders in the building. I did. And so validating (laughs) to watch Only Murders and hear that dips are also somebody else's. Um, meal, but that's, I mean, it's wildly embarrassing because that's not cute at all. But if I have my way, it's a little bit of queso, a little bit of donia, a little bit of French onion, certainly some hummus and back again. Oh, I love it. You uh, asked. Sorry. I know. I know. No, I love it. Amelda, what about you? For me, it's popcorn, Ooh. but with mayo. I whoa. Love, whoa. Yeah, I know. I know. It's gross. And no, it's not gross. I want to hear everything. And some jalapenos. Oh, it's, Okay, wait, wait. Wow. How is the mayo getting on the popcorn? No, I mean, you can. The squeeze. The squeeze, like yeah, a squeezy bottle. Right. Okay, yeah. so you are like yeah. drizzling yeah. it on top. And then some chilitos there. And mm, um, it's How crazy. do you eat it? Like with, with my fingers? fingers? Yeah, okay. of course. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, I think that the salt yeah, and the crunch mm. of the popcorn and then like that tangy, sour thing from the mayo, I don't mm. hate it. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? I made my popcorn. I mean, on a Oh, stove. wait, you're cooking. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the from the corn. I mean. Better than I would do, Imelda. Yeah, yeah. I would put that stuff in the microwave. Because, no, no microwave. I'm wearing, I'm wearing somebody mayo. else. I'm wearing my husband's sweatpants. So this is this is the visual. You're stepping it up. Claire, you have this face like, what? What are you talking <laughs> no, about? No, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I can see it. The fisting handfuls of, of mayo popcorn. It would take a little getting used to for me. You could use, this sounds silly, but you could use like a spoon. You really, yeah. Oh, God. A no. ladle. You might or need a, a ladle. Yeah, a ladle. Okay, so. I'm, I am more in the Sarah camp. In fact, I just recently made a Costco run and discovered the Costco size pack of Annie's mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my toddler needs this, AKA <laughs> I need this for when don't I don't you love that? cook for myself. You're yeah. like, he's going to eat all this. Well, he no, he's not. Me. I am. 
so much comfort to know that that is there in my house, an ungodly amount of mac and cheese. So that Annie's pack has three options. What's mm-hmm. your favorite? I love the aged cheddar shells. My kids have decided they like the white cheddar shells best. Not a bad option. And when we brought out the yellow shells, these two little kids were like, what is that? They were like, no, shells are not I was like, are you yellow. joking? Right now you're going to eat that. Because the, the yellow ones are also great. Yep. So when I need something that feels a bit healthier, but I still don't want to cook, I always keep several cans of Trader Joe's Greek chickpeas mm-hmm. in my pantry. And they are seasoned with cumin, parsley, and lemon. And they're so good out of the tin by themselves, but I'll like dump them in a bowl, cut up some tomatoes, cucumber, throw in some feta, and you have a full-blown salad that you didn't even have to season because the all of the liquid from those chickpeas just do the job for you. Do you put that mm. over actual salad? Or mm-hmm. you- Sometimes. Yeah, that sounds great. Yep. Do you drain the chickpeas? Nope. I keep all of that good olive oil and you can use that essentially as a salad dressing. Now, if I'm using them on an actual salad, I want something more salad-like, I will add in a white wine vinegar, red wine vinegar, and use that as part of the base for a salad dressing. Mm, Delicious. Erin, what is your- Yeah, I want to know too. Don't want to deal, don't want to cook food. Okay, so I have definitely done the box mac and cheese before. And I love also that you can mix stuff in it and make your own. I've done that um, garlic chili crisp on top of the box mac and cheese. Oh, that's good. Which is delicious. So I'm definitely like a pasta person. And so back in my, I guess I was in my 20s, I was really into Rachel Ray. Like she was one of the first people that was really accessible to me. There's one dish of hers that I still make to this day, and it's called That's Shalotta Flavor Spaghetti. As you can probably guess, it has a ton of shallots in it. Which was fancy food at the time. It if was. Just I was like, cook, I love this. Ooh, what's a shallot? Yeah. So yeah. I went and bought like 10. It requires 10 shallots. Whoa. I mean, this dish is basically spaghetti, cheese, butter, garlic, shallots, and like a little bit of parsley. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I make when I'm like, this meal is all for me. Because usually when I make pasta, it's like other people in my family are like, oh, could you put the, you know, sauce on the side or whatever? And I'm like, oh, so this is like just for me pasta. I just love it. I just pulled up the link and it has exactly two steps, which is great. I love a recipe that has two steps. Our producer, Julie, has had her hand up for a while, so I know she's got some thoughts. So my garbage food go-to is rotisserie chicken. And it's kind of funny because I'll get it with the intentions of like, oh, I'm going to set a lot of this chicken aside and I'll use it for my family, you know, later in the week or whatever. But then I'm like Edward from Twilight and my chicken is Bella. Like I can't stop. I just keep eating it. Oh my God. And then I look down and it's like, it's, its legs are gone. There's no wings. I've like torn into half of the breast. I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? That's my favorite. So I would like to know where do you guys get your favorite and best chickens? I'm... Team Julie also. I love rotisserie chicken, as you know, and my favorite is Pollo Regio. It's great. It's a lot of Mexican flavor in there with tortillas mm. and your onions. I love it. It comes with tortillas? Yes. You oh can, my God. We eat tons of rotisserie chicken, but it isn't my garbage meal because there's a lot of work involved in taking apart this chicken. And I think I've painted the picture before, but I'm wearing ugly socks, ugly sweatpants. I mean, it is it is an all me night, so I'm not pulling apart a chicken. Sarah, I'm literally standing there eating it over the container. <laughs> there is no pulling it apart or doing it. There's no knives involved or anything. I eat so much of the skin. It's gross, but it's so good that way. Is it right that everybody's garbage meal, you eat it standing up? 
It's kind of, are you on the couch with a bowl? Yeah. And I didn't include this before, but another one of mine is cereal. I think cereal is one of the most perfect foods. Really? I love cereal. With milk? So much. With milk. Uh Which one? As cold as you can get your milk. Which one? I like lots of different kinds of cereals. Not really very sweet cereals. (laughs) Yeah. Julie's upset. Except there is one cereal. It's at Whole Foods. Maybe it's Whole Foods brand. And it has these little puffs in it. And that for me, if I'm hungry and I can't handle anything, I'll just pour a bowl of cereal. Um, I feel like this cereal thing is very relatable to a lot of our listeners. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, you're just hungry. It's end of the day. You're not cooking. You're eating a bowl of cereal and calling it a day. And I think people have this idea that with the job that we do, that we must just be eating great food all the time, (laughs) which is so not true. Yeah. To me for the cereal, I have to go get... The retro childhood cereal that Mm. was my favorite. Oh, and which? This is such a good discussion. Honeycomb. Ooh, okay. Mm. Do they they make that still? They do. And it's hard to find, you know. Because it was from the 1900s. Right. It's from the 1900s. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the cereal aisle is absolutely ridiculous Mm. now. And you can't find anything on it. You know what you can't do is take your little kids down that aisle. (laughs) It is a war zone. I feel like the old lady walking down like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. When I was a kid, we got one box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch at the beginning of summer. It was the best day of my life. It's still the best cereal, in my opinion. So listeners, we really want to hear your favorite garbage food that you eat, you know, (laughs) hunched over the kitchen counter, from a bowl, from the box, from the pan, whatever it is. Please tell us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The weirder, the better. I cannot yes. wait yes. to hear what you eat when no one is looking. This is also a judgment-free zone. As you can tell, we are also weird. So <laughs> yeah. speaking of listener feedback, and I think this is a lot of garbage food also. So I asked everyone about cottage cheese in my latest newsletter. Mm-hmm. I asked people whether or not they like it. And if they do, what do they mix in it? And man, I got some interesting stuff. Mm. I mean, there was only one person who was like, you can keep your blah, 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 cottage cheese. And it was like all like <laughs> cuss words. So Stephanie Templeton emailed. She said, two of my favorite ways to eat cottage cheese, ideas she got from her mother, lentils and cottage cheese. We would not eat lentils without it. I don't love lentils without cottage cheese. Oh yeah, well I maybe try it. Maybe I'm trying to say I don't cheese. love lentils. Yes. <laughs> maybe cottage cheese will judge them a little. And this person also eats spaghetti with cottage cheese. Mm. So those mm. two I have not tried. Spaghetti with cottage cheese, hold the phone. Skeptical, but okay. There, there was one person who said cottage cheese in lasagna is not a good replacement for ricotta. Someone did spell that out to oh, me. Oh, someone came out just to say that thing? Yes. Oh, well, I think, I think <laughs> the word the not was capitalized also. Like, there was personal experience in that email. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like they tried it and they're like telling us not to. Yeah. For anyone listening, I would recommend you keep some ricotta in your lasagna. You can mix in cottage cheese with it, but they're very different fat contents and liquid contents. So you'll have a bit of a mess on your hands. I think if you try to just go with cottage cheese. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tip. So Glennis Armbrust, she said she was a very picky eater growing up and was obsessed with cottage cheese. She would eat it with everything. And her favorite was scooping cottage cheese with Doritos. So that's kind of along the hot Cheetos mm-hmm. line of thinking. And we saw s- several others, Fritos and potato chips being two other dipper options in cottage cheese, as if it were simply a dip. Yeah. Very interesting to me. And I've found a lot of recipes online now that I think cottage cheese is kind of booming, especially in the wellness nutritional community, but they'll whip it with any kind of flavoring. You can make it like a ranch dressing kind of flavoring. I've seen it as a type of hummus. And when it gets whipped, it is like delicious. I like it. Yesterday when I was at Kroger, I saw 
saw that they are selling cottage cheese now with toppers, kind of like they do with yogurt. So it was cottage cheese with pineapple on top or strawberry on top. And so listener Frank Naraki just listed three things he combines cottage cheese with. Pineapple, which I think is a classic one that we see. Canned tuna and French dressing. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, it kind of reminded me of Julie's cottage cheese with blue cheese dressing, but now we're just going with French dressing. Also pink. Coral, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> Coral. Yeah. And, and almost all of these cottage cheese combos are not attractive looking. Like It's true. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So I have to tell you, Erin, when I saw your newsletter about cottage cheese, it brought me back to the event that scarred me from eating cottage cheese and took me years to recover from. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. Sitting in a American diplomacy class in college and looked over to see a girl in my class eating cottage cheese with her fingers. What? Oh. And oh. I was not the same. I did not touch it for years <laughs> until a few months ago when I was like, you know what? I want to like cottage cheese. So I went out and I bought some of the good culture cottage cheese and I got their double cream and it was so good. It cured me of my cottage cheese aversion. Sometimes I'll put some Penzies. You guys know Penzies spices? Mm-hmm. Their Fox Point, as an aside, I think is one of the best spice blends of all time. I will put some of that on top and some black pepper. When I just think you probably know that you don't have to eat it with your fingers. Correct. I use a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I'm not adding. This is just an aside. She was eating it with rotisserie chicken. Oh my gosh. Oh. Scooping dipping? it up. So there was chicken in between the fingers and the cottage cheese. She technically wasn't eating it with her fingers. She was eating it with scoops of chicken. Or at least trying to. It's a chicken yeah. spoon. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That yeah. doesn't- A chicken spoon. Yeah. It doesn't work, no, does it? It did not work. Oof. Can confirm. Yeah. I wish she would call in, but it's, we're not going to judge. No. <laughs> Maybe well, just a little bit. <laughs> just, no, but you. Just use a utensil. Okay. If this was you, we want to meet you and hear your story. <laughs> Please email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrink@dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of the show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.